welcome to the Bloom Your Mind podcast, where we take all of your ideas for what you want and we turn them into real things. I'm your host, Certified Coach Marie McDonald. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 64 of the Bloom Your Mind podcast. So there was this one day years and years and years ago where I had been leading a retreat in the mountains. I had been leading multiple workshops, multiple sessions for this organization that I loved throughout the morning, presented a lot, did a bunch of public speaking. I sat down at lunch with the CEO of this organization and I was holding this big sandwich in my hands, like a half sandwich. I was having lunch with him and I asked him, could you give me any feedback that you have in the morning? Is there anything you, you noticed, anything you want me to know? And he paused for a minute and he looked down and he thought, and he said, actually, there was something. You know, I wanted to tell you that you are a brilliant speaker. You're a great presenter. You command attention. You're, you're amazing at speaking. And when you do, you use the word right after your sentences more frequently than I suggest that you do. And this is something that I see female leaders and speakers do. It's called hedging, where you say a sentence and then you say, right? And you look at the audience to make sure they're following or make sure they agree with you. And so I'm holding this half sandwich with like the lettuce sticking out the sides, right? And we're at this outdoor picnic table. And I remember looking down at the tablecloth and seeing the little bodies of birds, the like shadows of them. They were hopping along above us on the awning and I could see them on the tablecloth, the little shadows. I could hear the sound of this trickling water. I remember all of the details so clearly because time stood still in that way that it does when you're realizing something huge. He gave me this piece of feedback that I ask for agreement from my audience. It was just one word that he was giving me feedback about. And it rippled out in my brain in this moment of realization that I was making myself small that I was people-pleasing as I was presenting the material that I cared so much about. Even though it was my job to lead the audience, lead these topics, teach these concepts, lead this transformation, I was looking for their approval. Yuck! (laughs) And these ripples like led to this incredible understanding that sort of rippled out over many different things in my life. I saw it everywhere. I started noticing how when I was talking to someone and they asked me a question and I saw their facial expression look like they were confused or disapproving or, I don't know, upset in some way, that I would keep explaining. I would like over-explain what went into my decision or what I was saying that I would not talk about things as much if I thought someone was going to be offended by them. I started recognizing this people-pleasing streak in myself in my 20s. And it was so hard to see, right? It was so like, disgusting to look at at first to me. 
And then once I accepted it and realized I had been like socialized to act like this, to make myself small, I started doing the work. There were these acronyms I learned. One of them is called WAIT, which is why am I talking? (laughs) And I would ask myself that if I started to justify, argue, defend, explain anything to make my reasoning, that's an acronym called JADE, justify, argue, defend, and explain to help you see when you're really just putting too many words out there or over-explaining. That was one thing that I would do. Another thing that I would do is just like not talk about things, not take up space. If I thought that someone else, you know, needed me to be smaller or less confident, I started noticing all these ways that I've been socialized to people please and to make myself very palatable for other people. And one by one, I started knocking them down. And instead of looking for other people's approval in my life, it has been this journey over the years of measuring what I like about what I'm doing or what I don't against my purpose in life. Instead of looking for an approval from outside sources, I started looking at, is the way I'm acting, the way I'm perceiving what I'm doing, does it match my value system of contribution and honesty and compassion and love and open-heartedness, all these things? Do I approve of myself? I started finding this home in myself. Not to approve or disapprove, but to really distinguish when am I in line with my values? Am I being who I want to be? So this is what we're talking about today. This big bloom energy. I love to call it that because it makes me laugh. But it's true. When your home is in yourself and you're not looking for approval from external sources, everything shifts. Especially in our society, men are taught generally that they're worthy because they exist, because they are. And women in general, we're socialized to know that we're worthy when we're approved of. Society teaches us, our families teach us, all of the structures teach us to gain approval and then we're lovable. And all my beautiful men out there that are listening, I know you get part of this too. I know this happens to you in a lot of ways too. And people that identify as men. So all of this, just apply it to yourself, right? And all of this, looking for external approval, it leads to us second-guessing ourselves, feeling anxious about what we're saying and not saying, do we say the right thing? Do we not say the right thing? We feel this insecurity all the time as we put ourselves out there. And so there is a lot that we can do to work on people-pleasing, on looking for external approval. But today, I just want to talk about this first step, and more episodes will come, but I want to talk about this first step about your own energy, your big energy, your big bloom energy inside yourself, your concept of who you are. Because when we walk into a room, we teach the people around us who we are. When we speak, we teach them who we are and how to interact with us. We teach them how to interact with us. And it's always a reflection of how we feel about ourselves inside. So if we walk into a room and it's a party full of people and we sort of don't make eye contact and we walk into the, into the you know, side room and we sort of like make ourselves small and invisible and we wait to understand what people really like to hear about before saying anything, we're teaching them that we probably don't want to take up that much space, you know, have too much attention on ourselves. 
Maybe that's fine. But when we over-apologize, when I was over-explaining, that over-explanation came across as showing that maybe I didn't feel good about my choices, which wasn't true. I just didn't feel good about me, right? If we, if we act unsure, we teach other people not to really trust what we're saying. And a lot of this happens on a subconscious level. So whatever we're believing about ourselves comes out in our body language, in our words, even in ways that we don't see. So what I want to leave with you this week is what is your energy towards yourself inside? How do you see it showing up in how you teach other people to interact with you? Through your body language, through saying yes to things you don't really want to do, through the things you say and don't say about yourself, through what you wear. How do you see your own beliefs about you, your own level of self-love, your own self-concept? How do you see that showing up? And who do you want to be? What do you want to believe about yourself? What do you want to say about yourself? Whatever you say, if you apologize after you speak or before you speak, it's setting the tone for how other people will interact with you too. And when we see someone and interact with someone, think of someone in your life that just has tremendous self-respect, doesn't apologize, doesn't second guess themselves, doesn't need your approval. They don't have that insecure energy. They have that energy that just where they look you in the eye and listen to you. It is a delight to spend time with them. And because they are willing to just take up space and they're not so concerned with whether you approve of them, they actually allow you to take up more space too. So spending some time falling in love with yourself, developing a set of beliefs about yourself, a self-concept that will lead to you having a big, beautiful, blooming energy in the world and with the people around you, it's a gift to them too. What do you want to believe about yourself? So here are some thoughts that you can start from as you develop your own self-concept and you practice wearing it in all the ways through the world over the next couple of weeks. I'm contributing to the world just by being in it. I'm healing myself and I'm healing others. I am loving awareness. I have clear sight. I know what's up. I don't second guess myself. I speak directly and clearly. I know where I end and where other people begin. I'm raising a generation that is going to change the world. I am changing the world. I don't stand up for bullies. I don't stand up for bullying. I protect those that need it, including myself. I am open-hearted. I'm a thought leader. I am the change I want to see in the world. What's your self-concept? Spend some time writing it down. Spend some time practicing it, envisioning it, and you'll begin to teach the world just who you are. That's what I've got for you today, my friends, and I will see you next week. Get out there with that big bloom energy. Bye-bye. Thanks for hanging out with me, friends. 
If you like today's episode and you want more of them, please take two minutes right now to subscribe and give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Then send this episode to a friend. See you next time.